Hello and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. On today's episode, we welcome Seinfeld superfan Brent Waller. Brent is the creator of the amazing Seinfeld Lego set, which is available to order now, and we're so excited to talk to him about it today. Thank you for being with us, Brent. Thanks for having me. Uh, so before we discuss your Seinfeld Lego set, we'd love to learn a little bit more about you. Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, what are your hobbies? And how did you get to where you are today? Uh, I grew up in a small town west of Brisbane in Queensland, Australia. Very about an hour west of Brisbane. It's like a small country town. Lots of uh, cotton farmers and that kind of thing. Um, but my parent, my dad was a carpenter and I wasn't really a farmer or a carpenter. I got <laughs> stuck into Lego from an early age and... Kind of that was my creative outlet, and then later I got into Seinfeld in my teenage years, and now I'm in Brisbane in Australia as a 3D environment artist working on video games. And what is it about Seinfeld that you love so much? Um, for me, like growing up in the Lockyer Valley, like you know, you have a lot of what they call now sort of toxic masculinity, and you know, you've got to be a tough dude and all this kind of crap. And I was never that kind of guy. I was, I wouldn't call myself effeminate, but by those comparison i probably would have seen that because i wasn't really into cars and you know all that kind of thing so for me watching seinfeld as a i don't even remember when i first started because it was always on in the 90s in australia and i I was there for when it was wrapped up and finished but for me it was kind of a window into a world where you could just be yourself so even though those characters were all very extreme and their actions were very reprehensible. They were always a little bit neurotic and selfish. And it kind of made you feel like you're okay for those little quirks that you had that weren't quite fitting in with the normal world. It kind of, if these guys can get away with being such (laughs) bad human beings, then maybe I might not be so bad after all. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed a lot of uh, people from Australia love Seinfeld. They've got a big Seinfeld fan base over there. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think. It was on, so it was on, obviously, I can't remember what day of the week it was on, on Channel 10 here in Australia, but at some point it went to syndication, so every afternoon from about, I think it started about five o'clock, there was like a double, a double feature, basically, of, you had Seinfeld and The Simpsons, and it was on every single day, so everyone knew it, everyone knew it was on, you knew pretty much every episode back to back, you knew when, you know, they'd run out episodes and they looped back around to the first episodes again, so it was kind of... It's all like it was a mainstay back then for the, you know, free to air TV, which doesn't really exist as much to the same capacity anymore. Have you ever been to George's Bar? I think that's in <laughs> Melbourne. Melbourne yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of that place and they have trivia nights and stuff. I've not been myself. <laughs> and I know there's that big mural, like a big graffiti of yeah. George in his, um, in his uh, underwear <laughs> yeah. down there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, when Adam and I did the, the Kenny Kramer reality tour, I think we were the only people on the bus not from Australia. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what was that like? Anyway, is that actually run by Kenny Kramer? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he does the whole thing. Yeah. Well, except the driving. But uh, <laughs> no, it's great. It, it was a fantastic experience. Yeah, he tells all different stories and you go to Tom's restaurant and where the soup Nazi, you know, the, the real soup stand. And yeah, it was a very interesting experience. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to go want, someday. I've not been to New York myself, but I'd love to go and do those tours. Oh, you yeah. got to. I want a Jay Buhner card signed by Kenny Kramer, so that was great. <laughs> um, 
Oh yeah, the interview. No. Uh, <laughs> so when did you first get the idea to create a Seinfeld Lego set, and what kind of work did you do beforehand to prepare? I, this is not my first experience with this Lego Ideas. So Lego Ideas is a website where anyone, including yourself, can come up with an idea for a Lego set that you think could be something that people might want to buy. And you design the set, you present it to the public, and the public votes for it. And if it gets to 10,000 votes, then Lego will consider it. So it's not a it's not a sure thing when it gets to 10,000 votes. Lego will do like a business case um, marketing, see if they can get the license for it, see if there's going to be a, a, an audience for it. And if it gets through that process and they've actually got the production capacity to make it, they'll say, yes. So I've done this before with Ghostbusters, another New York staple in 2014. And so I'd done this before and I had like a bit of a break where I just had no ideas. And I'd I'd done the Big Bang Theory, which I personally loathe that show. But (laughs) they also did Friends, which I did watch back in the day, but I didn't particularly like it. I felt like the bastard child of Seinfeld. Um, So I saw they'd brought out a Friends one and a Big Bang Theory before that, and I kind of felt like it was a bit of a travesty that the king of all kings of sitcoms, Seinfeld, wasn't represented before these shows. So I was like, I took it upon myself to to do that myself. And previously, you can, I was like the like Ghostbusters one. I'd made it all physically with actual le- real Lego bricks, and then there was this program called Mecha Bricks, which allowed me to build it all digitally, and that gave me the freedom to I could design all the characters' faces and the, the clothes a lot quicker than I could if I was doing it physically, because I'd have to do like printing out stuff on decals and stick it on. So I actually knocked it out over probably two weeks, I reckon, really quick. And most of that was the apartment was like maybe two days and the rest was all just the characters. And I just I had to get it done. Like I felt like I needed to do this as a fan because I was watching uh, Seinfeld again for probably the hundred thousandth time on Amazon <laughs> Prime. And so I had it going on the background while I was watching it, trying to nitpick all the little details in the set. Oh, that's amazing. The excruciating minutia. <laughs> yeah. And it changed every season. Like, I don't know if it was like the lighting or something, but some seasons the the walls look creamy colored. Other seasons they look like a bluey tint. Sometimes they look gray. Yeah. Some seasons yeah, there's like that grit to the scenes. It, it, yeah. like a little bit more raw looking. Yeah. Like in the later seasons, definitely brighter, mm. you know, more vibrant colors. It's true. And what was the most challenging part about creating the set? Um. Well, as I said, the, the, the build itself came together in about two days, so it was relatively quick. But the characters themselves, like, it's really hard to nail the look of a an unknown actor or character with within the leg, the boundaries of the Lego shapes because they're such uh, defined proportions. Like, you can't make George a little bit fatter. You can't really make Kramer a little bit taller. It's really hard to get those proportions and stuff feeding through to a face and because the a Lego face has no nose, you can't use if someone's got a recognizable nose as one of their main characteristics, you can't use that. So you've got to really put it down to the the shape of the mouth, the shape of the eyes. And so I spent probably a week or more just trying to perfect the particularly Jerry, because Jerry's got a very a very normal face. Like he doesn't have a really he doesn't have big features that are really recognizable as a a out there character he's just got a fairly normal face so it's really hard to nail him i I felt well he does have the uh, horse teeth and flared nostrils and i did do that i did i did make his mouth slightly open with the big teeth (laughs) (laughs) uh, can you take us through how you designed each cast member what were some of the other ideas that you had before you ultimately decided on the final look um those were always the the five i felt like you needed obviously the main four jerry george elaine and kramer 
and I felt like you needed Newman like outside of um I can't remember her name the the waitress at the that monks oh, okay. Ruthie Cohen yeah apart from her he like she's got the most showings but no one really knows her whereas Newman everyone knows Newman and you've got to He's have that yeah you've got to have the the villain but, um, <laughs> and it mainly came down to, like obviously getting the the face right and then trying to just it's just a matter of picking which is the best hair and to match um their characteristics and obviously there isn't the wall of hair that is elaine's early season look so i had to kind of go with more of the later season look because that's just what was available and can you talk about some of the great easter eggs that are included in the set oh there's so many and a lot of this comes down to the actual uh lego designers and in denmark themselves so as part of the process what i did is essentially like a prototype and then they take that and redesign it. So they have to take into account, you know, budget for how much the set's going to cost. And they can only make so many new pieces in new colors and all these sorts of things. So they have to redesign it on their end. And there's a team of a designer and graphic artists who came up with a lot of the Easter eggs you see in it. Some of them I had in there and some of them we went through a process where we had a few Skype calls, like Zoom calls throughout the development, probably four or five, where we just made up lists of in-jokes and references we could give to each character, and some of them made it in and some of them didn't. Like the Commando 8 was one that I suggested that I didn't initially have in my prototype because we <laughs> wanted something. The big thing was we wanted things that we could just have the characters either hold in their hands or something that could just fit in the scene because it must be some rule within LEGO where you can't – it's not a good idea to just have loose things floating around. So we've got like the Commando 8 can fit in the scene – and Elaine's got her little goldfish um, bag from the parking garage episode. <laughs> and then, like, the Easter egg of, like, Larry David on the fridge, I didn't think of that. That was one of the graphic designers at Lego. And pretty much everything on the fridge is those graphic designers. There's a, a menu for monks. There's a yada, yada, yada. There's a schmoopy with a phone number. There's a picture of a Porsche. And there's the Superman picture, which... I purposely avoided Superman in my prototype pitch because I thought maybe there's like a conflict of licensing or something, but apparently Warner Brothers owns like the distribution rights or something through Castle Rock for Seinfeld. So it was a non-issue in the end eventually. Huh. Well, well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Can you talk about some of the build your own Seinfeld minifigures that are available? Oh, the ones I've been posting on Instagram? Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was just my way of, Obviously, you know, when you buy a Lego set, you can only do so many characters and things, but everyone has their favorite character from Seinfeld. And I wanted to recreate a lot of these digitally for the like the pitching process for like getting people to vote for my project. And I figured people are going to want some of these other characters. And so this was my way of using existing parts. What's the best iterations of them I can do? So I've got the Soup Nazi, obviously, which I think is probably going to be the most popular one. Um <laughs> I've oh, got yeah. Jay Peterman, I've got Uncle Leo, I've got a Larry David, I've got a Frank and Estelle Costanza. Um, I've also got, I haven't posted them yet, I've got a, a Mickey, I've got a um, Jackie Childs, I've got a Morty and Helen, um, and I've got also got a David Putty as well in his 8-ball jacket. <laughs> ah, <laughs> classic. And the 8-ball jacket is actually, they don't make it anymore, but there's a... Within the world of Lego, there's lots of niches, and there's one that does. There's a company that does custom printed like characters called Citizen Brick, and last year they were selling both the puffy shirt, which I think is still available, and the uh, eight ball jacket. 
this is not a plug for them because they they do sell the puffy shirt, but they don't sell the eight ball jacket anymore. But they do do a did do an eight ball jacket. And going back to the Easter eggs, uh, what were some of the ones that were discussed that ultimately didn't make them in? Can I remember one in particular because we had a a bunch that I don't know why they were not used. Like for example, the each character we wanted to have an accessory that kind of went with them. So for George, it's the fishing rod with the right marble rye. <laughs> He's also got the the Festivus pole as well as an added thing. Oh well, of course. Yeah. Elaine's got the goldfish bowl. Uh, Kramer's got the pretzel. Newman's got the just a piece of mail. Um, and Jerry's got his microphone and he's got that whole little build for that. But like one of the ideas for Elaine was the urban sombrero, which I don't know if that was something they maybe thought was culturally not correct, or maybe that was just a matter of as I said before, like they they wanted things people could hold. Mm-hmm. So if you like, if you take a hat off and you put hair on, then you've got a loose part floating around. So I don't know what the reasoning for that was, but that ultimately didn't make the cut. And I know there was others, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. We put so many forward. Would you ever consider doing a Monk's Lego set? Um, well, I've got one right behind me here I've been working on just for my own uh, amusement, which is nice. a lot of this, like even my initial idea of why I made Seinfeld, it was like I just wanted to see this myself. Purely selfish George Costanza reasons. If Friends has got a set, why doesn't Seinfeld? <laughs> um, but now, like now that Le- Seinfeld has been made through Lego, they won't actually allow more Seinfeld to be produced through the ideas um, process. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if this sells enough, they may independently go off without my involvement and make a monks or something else. But that's entirely up to them, and it's entirely up to sales and I assume whoever holds the rights, Castle Rock or whoever, to to Seinfeld. Have any of the cast members commented on the set? Um, I know uh, Jason Alexander, when it was initially on Lego Ideas, commented on it, and he commented on it again when it was announced. Um, I think he, the first time he commented, he said something along the lines of, where's the green bike that's hanging in the back? And it's there. <laughs> Just whatever pictures he was looking at, he couldn't quite see it. Um, <laughs> and I think, I can't remember what he posted recently, but he posted something recently about it as well. Good old Jason. Yeah. <laughs> And what kind of feedback have you received from Seinfeld fans so far? I mean, it's all been positive. Like everyone who loves Seinfeld, it's instantly recognizable. And I feel like it's a faithful recreation of the the set because I myself used, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a scale model, not of Lego, of the actual apartment you can buy. Oh, yeah, I have that. Have to buy <laughs> oh, yeah, I have it too. Yeah. 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 I don't have it myself, but I, I looked at that as for photos to try and replicate it as close as possible because apparently that was a an accurate representation representation mm-hmm. of the actual set. Right. So I in turn copied that <laughs> and scaled it down into Lego form. And I, I mean, I, I have seen pictures of Jerry Seinfeld holding that. It, I'd love to be able to see him, you know, holding up the Lego set. And it, it seems like the kind of thing he'd get a kick out of. Maybe he'd drug someone to be able to play with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he'd be the one playing with it on the floor. <laughs> Um, if you could go back, would you have done anything differently to the set? Um, not really. Like this, within the scope of, because I kind of have a feeling, having done it with the Ghostbusters one before, I have a feeling for the kind of scope of what size of a set is appropriate for for Seinfeld. So I felt like, you know, the five minifigs was a good a good amount. Like if you start adding, I'd love to see a George uh, Frank Costanza and a Soup Nazi and all those kind of characters. But if you start adding those, it kind of blows out. And I kind of felt like those five characters were appropriate for the apartment. Like yeah. they make sense to be in the apartment. 
Whereas like it makes no sense for the Super Nazi to be in the department. Frank Costanza was in there several times, but it makes more sense for those five to be the mainstays. Um, and I do love the the little stand-up stage that was added to it. That was one of the designers at Lego to surprise me with that one, Dan. I thought that's great. That's a cool little addition, and it kind of bookmarked every episode of the show, so it was a cool little addition to the set that I think people will like. And yeah, like my initial prototype is it's very similar to the end set but it's kind of bare bones compared to the detail and the the in jokes and the references that have gone into the final one so i don't think i would really change anything to be honest and what advice do you have for anyone who wants to create a successful lego set i could spend half an hour talking about that but like (laughs) it does come down to the idea don't go chasing like i did it because i love seinfeld i honestly thought there was no chance of them approving it like i thought i love seinfeld but it's a you know 30 year old show who what what people these days are going to know that show apart from my old ass <laughs> <laughs> so so i thought you know i'll just do it for my own benefit and it was an experiment in this the digital creation of lego so i thought i'll just do it throw it out there and people really latched onto it and around the same time i i did an x-files one which i was a huge fan of that back in the day as well and that is also that's under review right now but i thought x-files would go mental and I thought Seinfeld would kind of dwindle off, but it was the exact opposite. Like <laughs> Seinfeld got to 10,000 votes in like two and a bit months or something, which is pretty fast comparatively. Like the Ghostbuster wow. one took like six months. Yeah, and people seem very excited about it. I, I see people posting about it every day and just, yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah. Anything Seinfeld paraphernalia, any sort of merch that people can get their hands on, they go crazy for it. And I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know why they approve things on Lego ideas. Like they don't tell you why something's rejected or approved. They just tell you it's rejected or approved. But I noticed that um, like there's Funko Pop Seinfeld stuff coming out now, and oh yeah, there seems to be a bigger push lately with Seinfeld merchandising. I don't know whether because it's coming to Netflix or just the mm-hmm. nostalgia time is rolling around. I don't know what the the reasoning is, but it's coming back. Yeah, you you originally designed the set for the 30th anniversary, right? Yeah, so I did it in, I think it was around June 2019, or maybe a bit before that. And I think it was July 5th or 6th was the 30th. And I did the same for Ghostbusters, because it was just a good way of wrapping it up to remind people that it's actually been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously it takes, it take, took several months to get to 10,000. And then after that, it takes six months or more to go through that approval process. And then another year or so to go through the development process. So it's obviously, I think it just went the 32nd, yeah, 32nd anniversary just gone. Yeah. Uh, what do you love most about your Seinfeld Lego set? Uh, I mean, I think for me, it's it's not the build or anything. It's just knowing that this thing I loved, I've had a hand in seeing these characters recreated in Lego form and knowing that there's a bunch of people out there that hope, I've already seen a few of people making like little stop motion uh, recreations of scenes and i'm sure there'll be more to come just knowing that i i mean for me as a lego fan it's a huge deal but for other people it may not be but just seeing these characters immortalized in lego in little hunks of plastic is <laughs> 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 that's enough for me like even if my name wasn't attached to it or just i saw this come from someone else i'd love i would i'd jump all over this if i saw it on the shelf yeah, you said people have been recreating little scenes. Is there one in particular that you saw so far that's been your favorite? Um, I know someone did the what's the chicken chain, the Kenny Rogers chicken. Oh, ch- uh, Kenny Rogers 20, Roasters. 
Yeah, Kenny Rose wrote it when Kramer's opening the door under the red light spilling in. <laughs> Someone did that one, and that's one I recreated because for the process of pitching the, the project to get these 10,000 votes I needed, I recreated a bunch of scenes in um, Lego form, and that was that was so much fun, like probably for like a month. Nearly every day I was knocking out an image every day, and it was so much fun to just revisit all those episodes, and there's literally so many classics classic jokes and classic lines that are just permeated through pop culture that emanated from Seinfeld. And I'll sit down and watch an episode and go, oh, this one's my favourite. Like, I'll, I'll think another one's my favourite and I'll start watching it. Oh, this one's my favourite. And then I'll click the next one on. Oh, no, this one's my favourite. <laughs> well, the Lego set is awesome and I can't wait to get my hands out. And it's currently uh, in the process of being delivered to me. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited. All right, so before we let you go, we're just going to do our final segment. It's called This, That, and the Other. We basically just ask you a question, and the first thing that comes to mind, you let us know. First one is, what is your favorite Seinfeld episode? I know uh, you just said that you yeah. every time you go to the next episode, you're like, this one's my favorite. But <laughs> if you could only choose one. If I could only choose one, probably the contest, I reckon. Yeah, can't go wrong so, with that. Yeah. Who is your favorite character on Seinfeld and why? <sighs> That's a tough one. I mean, J.P. is pretty good, but part the main four, like, George is, like, the catalyst for pretty much everything that goes on on that show. Like, he's he's not a particularly likable person, but <laughs> if he wasn't there, I think it would just, the whole the whole show would just fall a bit flat. And, I mean, it's the same for all of them. If any of them weren't there, but I think he's really, like, the impetus for most of the action that happens in the show. Uh, what line or phrase do you use the most? Mm, that's a tough one. Like these pretzels are making me thirsty. I can use any time I have a pretzel. <laughs> but um, it's more it's more this there's a bunch of lines I'll say on a daily basis that come from Seinfeld that I say so often now that I don't know that they come from Seinfeld. <laughs> like just right. little turns of phrase and they may even be jokes. Just the way someone says a line or the way someone delivers a certain line of speech. I'll I'll replicate without even realizing it. What is your favorite season of Seinfeld? Oh, I think it must be I think it was about five or six. And I was I don't watch a lot of free to air TV anymore, but I did recently, and I there was a, an episode on. And I'm like I think this is around episode five or six. I think this was the heyday, like the really the the peak. And I I ended up looking it up, and it was it was the yeah. one with the um the c- c- cigar store Indian. Oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from your lego set what is your favorite seinfeld collectible item that you own that i own i mean i don't know if i think i've still got it i bought it in like 96 or 97 it was i doubt it even works anymore it was a seinfeld multimedia cd-rom and it had it just had like video clips that would have been like 100 pixels high by 150 wide and they were just little snippets of bits of episode and little wave files of audio clips from the show and synopsis. And I used to stick that thing in my computer and just watch those little bits and pieces over and over again. And that's probably the one I remember the most. Like I had a couple of Jerry's books, that sign language book he made years ago. And Great I think book. he did another one I've got somewhere. But that one in particular, I just remember for just kids these days won't get it, but like popping a even a CD or like an audio CD or something into a tray and sitting down and uh, going through the, the files on a, 
on a multimedia <laughs> CD-ROM seems so quaint now. Uh, other than Seinfeld, what other TV shows or films are you passionate about? Um, I mean, now I I feel like I have evolved into a true Seinfeld character because I just feel so jaded that I don't really like anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I I love all the old stuff, like the the like uh, X Files from like season one through to four to five was perfection. Like um, Ghostbusters is a perfect movie. I'm actually looking forward to the Afterlife that's coming out soon. I don't have any regular TV shows I watch anymore. I'd rather go watch an old episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> so of everything you've designed, what project are you most proud of? Probably I did some, through my work I did for the Ghostbusters one, you know, I don't know if you remember Flickr, it's still around, but mm -hmm. I used to post all my Lego creations to Flickr and through that somehow uh, Animal Logic, who does the... Uh, the animation stuff for the Lego movies saw my work and offered me some work on the Lego Batman movie. And I was a huge Lego Batman. I uh, saw Lego, I uh, saw a huge Batman fan. Mm -hmm. um, and they offered me to do some work on that, which I ended up recreating uh, like the Tim Burton Batmobile and a bunch of other sort of background vehicles in the Batcave scenes. So that's probably like the pinnacle one for me because it combined my love of Lego and Batman and also, like, I got my name in the credits of a movie, which will probably never happen again because it was a very a niche thing I did for this this um, movie production, and I can't see it ever happening again. That's probably one of the, the highlights. But obviously, like, as with Ghostbusters and Seinfeld, like, the, just the honour of having my little footprint on both of those franchises and having these characters recreated in Lego form because of me, I mean... For a non-Lego fan, that's probably, you know, whatever, but I'm a Lego fan, grew up with it, and as an adult, like I'm 42, <laughs> still messing with this stuff, it's a pretty big deal to me. And if, even just to know if, I know Jason's seen it, it I'd love to know that if he got a set, if any of the actors got their own, that would be enough for me. Like, mm -hmm. I'll die happy after that. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you for your amazing Seinfeld Lego set. Uh, I can't wait to get mine. And any Seinfeld fan out there needs to order it. It's amazing. Uh, we thank you so much for talking about it with us today. Yeah, thanks a, a lot for all you do. <laughs> thanks. Take care. Thank you for listening to our discussion about the new Seinfeld Lego set with our friend Brent Waller. If you have any questions or comments for us, please feel free to email us at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTB Seinfeld, and Instagram at The Place to Be podcast. You can find our show on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease. When did you build this thing? Yesterday, I took the day off. Ha <laughs> ha